Welcome, language learners. I'm your host, Alexandria, of the Insecurities About Language podcast, where I will explore all types of language journeys from individuals, teachers, families teaching children, and really anyone who wants to have a conversation about language, what it means to them, and how it relates to their life. Also, I will tackle the death of languages within families. Now let's begin. We're going to get started because I have a lot of questions for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So welcome, Erin, to the Insecurities About Language podcast. I'm so like, I'm just I'm super excited that you are here and you want to be a guest. Yeah. Let the people know who you are, where you were born, where you grew up, and then a bit of information about your family's background Mm -hmm. and their languages as well. Okay, awesome. Well, number one, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) And um, my name is Erin Ross. I was born and raised in Houston, Texas. My mom is, um, I, my mom is from the Philippines. My dad is from Dominican Republic. I'm a first generation American. Both of my parents are immigrants. And so um, I'm a true first generation American. And they were the first to actually date outside their race. So it was like, like long line of Filipinos and a long line of Dominicans. And so, um, wow. And so, um, my mom speaks Tagalog, which is the Filipino language. Uh, she's from Las Piñas. And then my dad speaks Spanish. Funnily enough, uh, my mom also speaks Spanish too. She's fluent in Spanish as well. Cause half the language of Tagalog, like, like baño is baño, uh, like, uh, basura is basura. In, uh, in Tagalog. So uh, she speaks fluent Spanish, my dad speaks, and I speak English. <laughs> what does the death of languages within families mean to you? The death of languages within families, what that means to me is, well, what, when I heard it, what the first thing that comes to mind is literally like me, <laughs> of like being a first generation American, and yet, um, you know, and and not speaking the mother language of my parents. It's literally right then and there because my parents didn't teach me. I'm going to teach my future kids what they know, which is English, right? So um, raising my kids without that language is the death of it. So like it it, it stopped with my parents. And so that's what it, that's what it directly relates to me is that for whatever reason it could be, well, there is many reasons, especially when it comes to my parents, but uh, just when the language doesn't get passed down to the next generation is what that means to me. What are those reasons that those languages weren't passed down to you? What, okay. what hindered their languages? Yeah, you know, coming from, it's really interesting having immigrant parents because, you, you know, my dad <laughs> speaks broken English, right? He's very hard to understand. Um, but I think there's a pride that comes with, oh, I'm American. I speak English or, you know, like you, when, when people make it here in America, it's like, oh, some sort of status symbol and people want to forget their culture, not to say that he wanted to, but there is some sort of like, no, I speak English. I speak perfect English, but you don't, (laughs) you're Dominican that came to America, you know? And with my mom, I know specifically that she was bullied a lot. And um, she had a really strong accent. She was bullied a lot. She was called a lot of racial slurs, a lot of racial names, as well as my my dad as well. Because, you know, Afro-Latinos, they're Black, but then, like, you're not Black enough for the Black community, and then you're not Latino enough for the Latino community. So, like, all these names and stuff. And <clears throat> with my mom, she was bullied a lot. So she worked a lot to get rid of her actual accent so right now she has no accent you wouldn't even be able to tell she's in corporate america she really did live the american dream coming to america working from the ground up and now she's like the vice president of a really huge company i'm so proud of her but i'm like like you didn't you didn't teach me you know you didn't pass it down to me i don't think it was something that they thought about or would think that it would have such a big effect on me as a person i think a lot of mixed people a lot of mixed people deal with this, like number one, having feeling like they have to pick a side because you're not too much for this side and you're not too much for that side. 
But then you look a certain way, like, I, oh, you're black with really good hair. First of all, what's really good hair? And like, I, I am brown, but I'm Afro-Latino. I didn't grow up African-American. I don't have a slave owner in America. It's in Dominican mm-hmm. Republic, you know, like that, that's where my roots are. So anyway, with it being not passed down, I don't think it was actually thought about. It wasn't spoken around the house. Um, also, my parents got divorced before I was born. And so uh, my mom remarried to um, Caucasian Portuguese mix, and there was no need to speak it around the house anymore, the, the, the mother language. And so I now I only hear my mom speaking Tagalog with my grandmother, if, if that, or that we're at a Filipino restaurant or something like that. But I'm like, mom, you should speak more. You need to speak more, you know? But then she has all of her past traumas and all that stuff. I don't think she's... Uh, ashamed of her culture at all but I think there was a a big like when coming to America has this way of like killing you (laughs) yeah and just that assimilation of you know stop speaking your language you know you gotta speak English yeah yeah Yeah. okay yeah (laughs) it makes me roll my eyes people can't see me roll my eyes so I just have to say that Since you weren't taught the Filipino language or the Spanish language, which is the Dominican Republic, that's what they speak, right? Spanish. Mm -hmm. Because you weren't taught those growing up, do you feel a piece of you is missing? Do you feel isolated from both cultures? That's a really good question. And again, going back to the whole mixed thing is that like, because I'm 50% Filipina, I'm 50% Dominican. And I don't look Asian at all. Right. So it's like, oh, you're not like, I I never felt, I never felt like accepted. Well, is that the right word? I never felt, cause I'm, I was always comfortable with myself, but I clearly look different. Like, right. Like I stick out like a sore thumb in that community. And then I look Dominican. Like I, I look Dominican, I'm built Dominican, but I don't speak that language. And because of that, it was like this big, well, you're not Latina enough. I grew up with so, you're not Latina because you don't speak Spanish. You know, you're not this. So like there was that excluding from that community. Um, And then, but then, so I look African-American, right? But then because I didn't grow up on BET and all these things and classics that I'm supposed to know, then, oh, let me take away your black card. You know, I'm like, (laughs) you know? So I definitely felt, for a long time and I oh I might get emotional but it's like for a very long time not feeling just not feeling comfortable or accepted or like where is my people finding my people and I'm really grateful that I just uh I have the Lord and I feel like comfortable in my own skin because I I, I can stand on my own like I can I don't need a, a whole bunch of people that look like me to like actually feel accepted but I know a lot of people do you know when I turned 25 that's when I was like yeah, when I turned 25, there was like this, I'm 26 now. Uh, sorry, no, I went to, sorry, let me backtrack a little bit. I went to the Dominican Republic for the first time in, I think, 2012 with my tío. And I, I, for a long time, I was kind of disowning my Dominican side because of my relationship with my father. And I wasn't, uh, I was like, I disown this side. I'm not Dominican. I'm not, you know, like this because we did not have a good relationship. It's much different now, but we had a very difficult relationship growing up. So I kind of disowned that side until me and my tío got really, really close. He took me to Dominican Republic the first time and I'm like, wait a minute. You know, we didn't speak the same language, but love was the universal language and they loved me so much. And I loved the culture and I loved the people. And I'm like, hey, you look like me. You look like me. You act like me. We just don't. We just don't speak the same. And I love that. And I love that so much. And then I went back. Um, I think two more times, but the most recent one I went in 2019, and uh, sorry, 20, 2020, and it was to say goodbye to my grandmother because she was old and she was getting really sick. And uh, when I went, I was like. I, I just, oh gosh, give me one second. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. So I remember I was in LA and my Theo was in Dominican Republic and he called me and then he said, he passed my, the telephone to my grandma and um, she told me in Spanish to 
be careful and to take care of myself and that she loves me so much and all these things. And I'm, and I, there was like this rock in my heart that like, I had my grandma from zero to, um, to 25 years old. And I didn't take the time to learn the language, to have a full conversation with her. You know, a lot of people grow up without their grandmothers or their parents or like, especially here in America with African-Americans, they don't know their lineage. They don't know their lineage. They don't know their ancestors. You know, they don't. And I, um, I actually do. We can trace back for a very, very long time um, with my family tree in Dominican Republic. And I was blessed enough to, to have that. But uh, I felt so guilty. I felt like crazy. I'm way too American. I'm way too American, you know? And then, um, so when she told me that, I was like, no, it was like a big old rock, like a big old heavyweight. I was like, I'm coming. I'm coming right now. I'm coming right now. I immediately get blessed with a ticket, uh, to go to Dominican Republic. And I was able to stay there for two weeks and take care of her, you know, like, and be like, you know what? I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn this language because I know you're going to pass and it's gonna make me really really sad (laughs) and so I started learning um I made a promise that I was gonna learn this language to originally it was so that another family member doesn't pass without me without like me speaking to them in their language and now my motivation changed because (laughs) you can't control when that happens you can't control when people Mm. pass you know I can't do anything about my past and I I can't judge my younger self for thinking like a child and acting like a child and judging like a child all I can do is think about now and where I'm at now and there's just this burning passion to be all that God created me to be, like who exactly he created me to be. He made me Filipina and he made me Dominican and he made me American. Like I'm full American. And I want to be that to my fullest without feeling like I'm excluded or or ashamed or less than, because I'm not. I'm literally 50 and 50, born on American soil. <laughs> and yep. um, anybody that got something to say could kiss my grits. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy because I'm mixed with all these different things and um, I've always just, you know, if somebody asks me, like, what are you mixed with? I'll say it. But I've always just claimed I'm black. Like, that's all I've ever grown up to be, to know. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you know, I don't feel connected to any parts of what I'm mixed with. Yeah. And so for you to say that, you know, you feel connected to it, but slightly started to disconnect from the Dominican side. Yeah. You know, it's like, I I get that, yeah. you know, so. Oh, so because you, you are half Filipino and, you know, your mom was bullied for her language and her accent. Since you're learning Spanish, are you going to learn the Filipino language or do you know that language at all? Or I, I don't know Tagalog and... You know, I like I okay, I love both of my cultures equally. I think mm-hmm. it's just it, because I actually look Dominican <laughs> and mm-hmm. um I feel like I love them both equally, right? But I think I'm just drawn to um my Dominican side and I, and I feel like there's several reasons for that. Number one, I was raised with my Filipina mother. You know, so I was raised, I was raised with the food. I was raised, you know, with my grandma. I'm raised with, um, with the culture. I've been to the Philippines multiple times, you know? Um, and, and because I disregarded and disowned this whole side of me for so long, um, I feel like I'm on a journey to get, to get to know this side, you know? So I feel like this is a really, really important step for me just as a person, like finally just accepting this side of me and just letting me evolve into that and accepting it. And, you know, like, cause my ears, my ears with the bachata and the merengue and the salsa, it, I'm just like, it's just natural. I, I just dance naturally to it. My ears gravitate to it. And, um, well, what's awesome is my Filipina side. That's where my singing comes from. And singing is, I'm a singer. So I feel mm-hmm. like, um, 
for right now, it is not a desire of mine to learn Tagalog, but if I were to ever learn Tagalog, I would need, I think it would be an easy transition from going from Spanish to Tagalog because of how much, like Spain conquered the Philippines and uh, mm-hmm. so heavily influenced by Spanish. Do you think it's important to learn your family roots languages? I definitely think that it's 1000% important because especially America, we talked about it in the beginning of like, oh, this is America, speak English, when America is literally a melting pot full of immigrants, okay? Um, my favorite place in America is New York because of how much different cultures are there. There's just people that came through Ellis Island and just stayed. And there's so many different cultures there. And I love it so much. I just love it. And again, when people come to America, there's this, I don't don't know if it's the word attitude, or there's this thing of just like, kind of just becoming American, right? And, uh, and forgetting, I don't know, I don't know if it's subconscious or like conscious that people are, oh, let's just forget our culture, but people just want to fit in here. They just want to blend in here. They want to lay low and, you know, do the American dream thing, which is great, which is fine. But I think it's really important to never forget where you come from. If we think about the Bible, everybody knew their lineage. It was so-and-so, the son of so-and-so, so-and-so, the son of so-and-so, so-and-so, the son of so-and-so. But we as Americans can't do that. Um, because African Americans are stolen from Africa. So yeah, it's just a lot of, I think history is so important. Lineage is so important. Knowing where you come from is so important. There's reasons why we act the way we do. There's reasons why we, um, we, we think the way we do, or we're inclined to different sounds or beats or cooking, you know, things like that. And it has a lot to do with knowing your story, knowing your DNA, Um, And I think it's very important to just know where you come from, know where you come from and then never forget where you come from, you know? Mm -hmm. So as, as it is such an amazing opportunity because people, they hate on America, but I do love America. I love the, the freedoms that we have here. Um, And I say that with knowing all the problems we have, because um, I'm also a missionary and I'm in the bush we're in the bush in South Africa. And when people, oh, I'm going back to Africa. It's like, you have no, like people who have never stepped foot in Africa talking about, I'm, I'm going back to Africa. It's way better over there. It's like, you have no idea what it's like. <laughs> like they are way struggling and would do anything to come here. The opportunities that we have, the freedom of religion and all these things that we have here is really such a blessing. And so it's kind of like marrying the two, like understanding that we have a land of opportunity, but not forgetting where you come from not becoming this like American mindset of American. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, you know. Are you enjoying learning the Spanish language? I really am. I really am. I I think in the beginning, and you can ask my teacher, Ricky, it is so uncomfortable. It is so like, it's just so uncomfortable putting yourself out there and like making all the mistakes. And, um, you know, but I think I've, I'm, I'm starting to find joy in the journey and not hating and it because I'm a teacher too. So I teach vocals and it's like literally how he teaches me. I feel like I met my match with like, wait, is this what I sound like to people? <laughs> I'm just like, I don't care what you sound like. You just need to get over it and do it. Right. So I, I think I also have like a better understanding of like being a student and being a teacher. So I really have that really awesome dynamic, but I am finding joy in the journey because Every single lesson that I have, every conversation that I understand, um, I just feel closer to my roots. I feel closer to my grandma. I, you know, oh, another thing about roots is that um, up until 2012, I didn't meet my grandma, right? But then when I went there, because everyone on my Filipina side, gorgeous, beautiful, but looks very Filipina. When I went to visit my grandma and I look at her legs, I was like, grandma, we have the same legs. You know, it was such a crazy feeling. I was like, we have these same thunder thighs. <laughs> and I was just like, no one, no one in my family is like that. And I really grew up. Um, I was young and I developed really quickly and no one looked like me. You know, no one looked like me and the TVs didn't look like me. And they were saying, put my hair in a bun and don't let it be all loud and big and keep it straightened for special events, you know, um, stuff like that. They just want to, they, it's just, I'm talking about society, 
was really not pushing what they're pushing now with like the curviness and the big natural hair. I would have I would have flourished back then. <laughs> yes. But I grew up with such such insecurities and in, like who I am and I'm too fat. I'm I'm too this, I'm too that. And nothing was wrong with me. And I feel like um by learning the language and the journey in this is making my little self proud. <laughs> So what keeps you motivated to continue the process? And I think you kind of already mentioned it. Yeah, um, definitely the promise that I made to my abuela um, is definitely my why. And then also talking about the death of languages, I am determined. I have already made up in my mind that my kids will be fluent in Spanish, that it will like just just as much as English, like like if not their first language, I'm de- I'm determined I'm gonna be so fluent that my American accent sounds like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I want it to sound <laughs> like <laughs> like you will sound Dominican. That's exactly. what. Yes. Exactly. Yes. yes. And um. Yes. So that's another thing is I don't want my kids to grow up with how I grew up. Uh, not. Like they'll have their own stories and their own struggles, but I don't want this to be a part of their story. I don't want, um, I want to, culture is so important to me. Um, and knowing who you are is so important to me. And, and I'm Latina and I, I want to pass that down for sure. That's beautiful. (laughs) And, um, I, I feel like I'm like, Yes, this is me too, you know? I love it. I mean, I just, like, I've heard my grandpa on my dad's side, who's Jamaican, mm-hmm. I've heard him speak Spanish a couple times and Patois, mm-hmm. but, you know, I was like 16, 17, mm-hmm. and, you know, I never took an interest to learn languages mm-hmm. until my 30s. Mm-hmm. I'm 33, so, you know, like a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and it's like, I wish I had this passion back then because he's passed my grandma and my grandpa on my mom's side have passed Mm -hmm. so it's like I can't even talk to them especially my grandma who's Filipino and Portuguese I can't even like ask her like you know what happened and why didn't you pass these languages down like you know that's those are like some huge questions and I can like get that from my mom but it's like, if you get it from the source, yes. you can get more information yeah. because, you know, my mom might not know like everything, you yeah, know? Exactly. So it's like, but really I'm just trying to dig into like, how did they migrate to Hawaii and then down to San Diego, awesome. you know, all the way from the Philippines and from Portugal. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's hard to figure out that migration, but I think. The Portuguese from Portugal migrated to Hawaii for, um, like the sugar plantation, mm-hmm, I think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think pineapples too, because they have a lot of pineapples in Portugal, mm-hmm. and I've been there, so, and I've seen it. Those things are amazing, um, <laughs> but that's just you know, um, I'm so diverting from our conversation. No, we love a good pineapple. We love a good yes. pineapple. <laughs> yes. Yes. What are your insecurities with the language and with the Filipino language and with English, you know, just languages in general? Okay. So with, okay, insecurities that I'm currently breaking. So I'm no longer going to speak it over myself that I am insecure, but Mm. insecurities that I am actively breaking is um, just the, like, I want to sound native. You know, I want to mm. to make sure that I sound native. I think um, if I'm going to take the effort to to learn the language, to not sound, uh, I just want to sound native. <laughs> if you know what I mean, I just want to sound native and make sure that I make my grandma proud. You know, um, and and talk to my aunts and uncles. Like I go to Dominican Republic, they don't speak a lick, a lick of English, nothing at all. So um, I want to make sure that I sound right so that I can have like a proper conversation with them. So I just want to make sure, I don't know if, yeah, so I'm breaking that. 
So I'm allowing myself the room to do that because I'm like, oh, I sound like a gringa or like I sound like this, you know, <laughs> and I and I don't want to sound like that. So I want to um, make sure because Dominican Spanish is a whole different language. There's like Spanish and then there's Dominican Spanish. And I'm really um, grateful that Ricky, he's a he would be a really dope person to interview, too. He is. Um, He's American, completely African-American, and he taught himself Spanish. And not only Spanish, but yeah. Dominican Spanish. I saw that. I was yeah. like, oh. I thought, yeah, no, no. he's not. Yeah. Oh, and he, he fooled it, me for sure. Yeah, he speaks it so well that his uh, his English accent is completely, like, Latino-fied. <laughs> so he, he's super awesome. But, yeah, when it comes to insecurities with Tagalog, is, I don't know if there's... I don't think the passion to learn Tagalog is there just yet. Um, I think that's something that if I wanted to in the future, uh, get into. But I, I love singing in that language. I would sing in that language. I love singing in different languages because I think languages are beautiful. Um, and uh, so not so much there, but insecurities in English. I remember I was born and raised in Houston, Texas. And I had this twang, you know, I had this twang. And then um, I came, I moved to San Diego in 2012. And I remember, I can't believe I did this. I, I remember going, it was such a culture shock going from Houston to San Diego um, to a predominantly white area or yeah, it's predominantly Caucasian and Asian area. And uh, it was just, difference of culture it was just a really difference of culture and I remember I was like okay I'm gonna go and I'm not gonna pick fights with nobody I'm gonna be a good girl and I'm not gonna be mean to anybody nothing like that but then there was like a lot of ignorant comments being said um Mm. I was like one of five black people and uh that went to that school and there was just lots of ignorant comments there and from teachers from um uh, to students, I remember I had, um, it got so bad with my 11th grade teacher that I was like, no. And, and it, she ended up getting fired because of like, just the backhanded blat like blatant racism, to be honest, it was racism. Mm. And, um, cause I just didn't understand, but I remember <laughs> it was like, there was like these, uh, I think like metal detectors, but for books, you know? Um, so, so, so like, you know, when you go shopping and then they have those things and it could tell if you're stealing or not, I don't know if it's like a metal detector, but it's like those things that go off. And apparently those were new that year. And I overheard someone say, Oh, did you check? Did you see, we have these like new detectors? And they're like, yeah, because we got like these black kids, you know, from the ghetto. And then I was like, Oh my goodness. And that was, uh, I believe it was from a teacher and I just couldn't believe it. And so I remember my thought was, I'm going to sound so proper that no one will think that I'm ghetto or whatever, which was so stupid, so dumb. And I'm like, Aaron, why would I ever think, why would I ever think that? Why would I, why didn't I just go, why didn't I just go address that right then and there, you know? But anyway, I remember I changed all how I talked, um, to make sure that I sounded proper and make sure that I was able to fit in with the group, the, the demographic that was around there. And I, I really don't like that I did that, you know, or felt like I had to, um, because I am who I am and I am, I'm proud to be who I am. And it took a long time to get here, but I'm just, again, I can't change anything about the past, but as soon as you drop me in Houston, it's like, it comes right on back. You know, Like I'm, I'm such a, if you put me around a group of people, like I'm also, I develop <laughs> their accents really nicely, really easily. And so that was the other thing of because I um, developed so many accents or uh, mock so many accents. That was the other thing of like, I, I, I'm just a floater. I'm just a camouflage. Where do I belong? So just <laughs> a lot, girl. It's a lot. <laughs> so I do want to ask you because you did mention how the Dominican Spanish is different from other Spanishes. Mm-hmm. Like, what are those differences that you know of? Yeah, I, it's it's the flow. It's the flow of uh, really the Afro-Caribbean. So Afro-Caribbeans, 
So Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, Colombians, everyone that side, they just, um, it's a different flow than, um, than like neutral Spanish or like, you know, all Spanishes sound differently, but they sound, you know, there's like the way that they, it's just a different flow that I really like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, I think I mentioned it on like, uh, a, a, like a prior episode, if I had to choose like one of the romance languages, mm-hmm. it would be Spanish. And then if I had to choose which Spanish from what speaking on um, Spanish speaking country, I was like, Hmm, it'll probably be from Colombia uh-huh. because my son is half Colombian. Uh-huh. And so I was like, I'll probably go with that because I like the sound of that. And a lot of people I know who speak Spanish are Colombians. So it's like, yeah, probably go with that. Yeah. Because I like the way they sound. Yeah. But I love the way Dominicans sound. Yeah. Um, I love it. They um, they speak with, um. it's so funny because it's like, nosotros, right? With the S. But then it's like, nosotros. <laughs> they drop their S's and their D's. And it's so funny. Like, they'll drop the S's in the middle. So it's like, I don't know, which is cool. And and I, for some reason, that sounds really cool to my ear. Like, dropping the S's, dropping the D's, making half like shorter shorter words and stuff I'm like oh I love it so great (laughs) yeah I I know I definitely want to do an episode about like all the different Spanishes because I mean there are so many Spanish-speaking countries out there and it's like you know when we say Spanish I mean most likely in America you're probably talking about Mexican Spanish Mm -hmm. if anything or at least from California. Yeah. Um, Cause that's where I'm located right now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, at least that's what I think. If anyone's talking about, Oh, you speak Spanish. So you're probably Mexican, right? That's really but interesting. You say that. I'm so yeah. sorry to interrupt because that was the other no, was thing fine. of growing up. Is that like, Oh, um, Oh, you're mixed. I'm like, yeah, I'm Latina and Asian. Oh, so you're Chinese and Mexican. And I'm like, you guys, there's so many Asian countries and there's so many Spanish speaking countries. That is so ignorant. <laughs> it really is yeah. to just like boil it down to those two. Yeah. Like, you couldn't just always. think of something else or ask a question. Yeah. Like, oh, from what Asian country and from what, you know, yeah. Spanish speaking country. Yeah. 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 But that, that's yeah. so funny you say that because it's like all the time I heard, oh, so you're Mexican and Chinese. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> so funny. And I and I know they have different because there are I think about nine different um, Portuguese speaking countries, mm-hmm. and they don't speak the same. Yeah. If you learn from Portugal, and you go to Brazil, like the Brazil have like this hard pronounce. Somebody might correct me, but for me, they pronounce things so differently from how Portugal say it. So mm-hmm. if you say Bon dia, they're like bon dia. Like yeah. the D has a G sound. And yeah. I'm like, where did this G come from? Yeah, yeah. No, like, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. So it's it's different. And then in like Africa, there's like like four, maybe five um Portuguese speaking countries. That's and so they cool. have like um like a Creole type of spec mm-hmm. a Creole type of Portuguese, my bad. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's actually the music I actually listen to. That's so it's not even like the Portuguese I'm learning. It's like Creole Portuguese. That's so awesome. And it's spelt differently. And so I'm understanding when I'm looking at the lyrics and they're saying it. I'm like, that's what that is. This letter is silent, though. It's, it makes me sense. That's awesome. Um, and then you think about America. I mean, like, I was like, oh, you like you like you're from America but then like the south does not sound anything like the east coast you know the east coast Mm-mm. doesn't sound like the west coast and it's like even even certain different slangs it's like what you just say what like what what is that you know yeah so, everywhere everywhere and then, is just different and then yeah all of the english speaking countries mm-hmm. like we don't sound nothing like the UK or Australia Mm -hmm. or whoever else speaks English. (laughs) That's all I know. (laughs) Do not judge me, people. Um, I am still learning over here. I am not afraid to say that. (laughs) So, um, yeah, like, you know, it's 
it's easy to just say, oh, I'm learning Portuguese or Spanish, but it's like, but from where? Yeah, you know? I'm so, so glad whenever, you said that. I'm so glad I you like said to that. tell people I'm learning European Portuguese and they're like, oh, you're learning Portuguese. No, European Portuguese. Yeah. There's a difference. Yes. So. <laughs> I literally do the same. I was like, I'm learning Dominican Spanish because it's different. It is different. So, and then, oh my gosh, the people from <laughs> Cuba. Oh my gosh. I can't even see. I'm at a point now. Like I was real, I was raised, um, again, my dad's, uh, his, uh, English is very, he's like, if you don't know him, he's very hard to understand. They're like, what? People don't understand him. Uh, same with my tío. So I was raised in like hearing, I was hearing que lo que, I was hearing all of this stuff, right? And uh, so I, I can understand actually quite a bit. The insecurity actually comes in speaking. So I can read really nicely. Mm-hmm. I can, I can read, I can write. It's the speaking part for me. So, and then understanding, like, if if, uh, if I have, like, a movie playing, it's probably going to be in Spanish. I listen to it in Spanish. I listen to music in Spanish. But then I hear, like, a Cuban speak, and I'm like, do I even understand Spanish? Like, it's a completely different language. I'm like, what did you just say? What? And so it's crazy. It's just crazy how many different, like, how a different region can affect it. What is the hardest part about learning the Spanish language, the Dominican Spanish language? The hardest part, let me really think about this. The hardest part, I, you know, I think it's getting, familiarizing yourself with all of the rules of Spanish mm. and um, like the whole masculine and feminine thing and making sure that they all um, are in agreement. So the, the agreement, the, if it's masculine or feminine, and then also, there's so many exceptions to the rules. So, like, there's a rule set, but then, oh, wait, that's an exception. You know? So, like, just um, memorizing all of those and then putting it not only here, but speaking it. I think that's what it is. Because, again, in my brain, it it feels like math. It's like I see the word in my head. I drop the ending. I add an ending. And then I'm like, I'm doing all this in my head. And then I have to speak it now. <laughs> And so that's the most difficult part. But what's interesting is if I was to write it, it would be a lot easier because I'm able to see it. So I think the mm. hardest part is getting it from brain to mouth rather than eyes to pen. That's the hardest mm. part for me. So how are you learning the Dominican Spanish language? And then how did you find your teacher? And then like, what tools are you using to learn the language as well? Yeah. Okay. So I first... Okay. This is so funny. Um, I made the decision. So my, my grandma passed away in May 10th. And, um, and then I, I grieved <laughs> for like two weeks and I was like, you know what? I'm going to turn this grieving into something healthy. Right. Um, not that grieving isn't healthy. Grieving is very healthy and necessary, but it was making me very depressed <laughs> because I had mm. a lot of like, Aaron, you should have, you know, like l- just judging my younger self. And I couldn't, I can't, as a child, I felt like a child. I can't do anything about the past. So I decided to turn this into something positive. And so I went to YouTube and I uh, just typed in, like, I think I wanted to learn more about like Dominican Republic itself. So I said Dominican Spanish, I think. And the first uh, YouTube video that popped up is uh, Ricky de Bilingue blogs on the Dominican accent. The, yeah, Dominican Spanish accent. So I clicked on it and then he was like, yeah, for those of you who don't know, like I'm African, like basically saying he's African-American. He has no ties to Dominican Republic, but it's his favorite language and he speaks like a Dominican, all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, cool. That's great. If he can do it, I can do it because it's actually in my blood. Like, that's awesome. So then I watched it. And then that's when I found out like, um, like, oh, the, they drop their S's, they drop their D's and um, they make like exaggerations on on different letters and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, cool. So it's actually like a whole different like it's it's still Spanish, but it's a I I understood it was different, and I was like okay, so I was like okay, so you know what I'm gonna learn Spanish, but I actually want to learn like Dominican Spanish, like from the beginning, from the get go. So then I just started binging on all of his videos, and I started stalking all of his videos and all his blogs, and trying to like listen for my Spanish comprehension and like writing down words. Um, yeah, so he had multiple videos on like how to teach yourself Spanish, all this stuff, and I'm like okay, great. I decided he's gonna be my teacher. <laughs> through like YouTube, you know? And um, 
I just started writing down everything. I, so I made like a book. I started May 10th and like all of this stuff. I have like this whole book of like, I'm actually going to do this. And he had a video on grammar books and how they were so essential. So I literally bought the ones that he recommended, which is the Spanish verb tense. Oh, wait, did he? No, he recommended this one. Complete Spanish grammar. And then this one I just got because people on Amazon said it was really good. <laughs> Spanish verb tense. <laughs> And um, without a teacher, I think I went for, I think, four or five months straight, every single day, I was like, do, do at least one hour of Spanish, like at least. And I was like going crazy with the books. I made flashcards. And I was like, I'm so determined. I'm, a, I'm also a type of person, like when I put something in my brain, I'm going to do it like wholeheartedly, um, especially... Just when it when, when it became something like this, you know, I feel like if I say I'm going to work out, I might slip a few times. But this was <laughs> this had a lot more weight to it. You know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, once I finally made the decision and then also finding out more things in the process, which made it more enjoyable, like like I started watching these battle like uh like rap battles in Dominican Spanish, which mm. was like really cool. They, they how they go like the rap and then the last word that they say on this side is the first word they start on this side and I was like that's dope that's really really cool the bars are a little weak but it's cool how they do uh, that you know it's really cool how yeah. they do that and um I was like wow that's my people that's so cool that's so dope um also learning that bachata is there's a Dominican bachata and then there's also like this other bachata that I think that I'm accustomed to I'm also accustomed to like LA style salsa and not um, LA, I mean, not Dominican salsa, you know, there, there's just, I'm, I was just switching my focus on all things Dominican. And yeah, so these are the books that I use. And then, so it was Ricky Bebelingue blogs from the beginning. And then I followed him on Instagram. And then I think after like um, two weeks to a month, I just messaged him and I was like, hey, because he has like 72,000 subscribers. I was like, hey, I don't know if um if you'll ever read this, but I just feel like I had to say thank you so much. My and I told him my story. And so I wanted to say thank you for indirectly indirectly helping me with my grief. I just want to say thank you so much. And to my surprise, he responded. <laughs> he responded and he was so encouraging. And um it was really, really dope. He was super encouraging. He was like, Yeah, if you have any questions, just like feel free to ask me. And I'm like, oh well, that's dope. And then I asked him, like, are you taking any students right now? And he said no, because he's working on his course. But in my mind, I was like, you're going to be my teacher. You're going to be my teacher. <laughs> and so then um, he followed me because then I I think it was me singing. Uh, he was just like, oh, she's a singer. And he was also signed to a record label once before, once upon a time. Oh. And so he, um, he followed me because of that. And then, um, yeah, we, we became we quickly became like, you know, friends on social media, you know? And then I just asked him any question at any time. I was like, what does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? Or how do you do this? Or how do you do that? And then he was like, you know what? Just, just call me. And then we like started hopping on phone calls and stuff like that. And then I think from the last two months, he actually, we actually started doing lesson lessons. Um, and I meet with him two times a week. These past two weeks, I wasn't able to because I actually have music releasing. Um, and so getting ready for like debut stuff, debut release parties, all that stuff. So we weren't able to meet the last two weeks, but we talk pretty frequently. We became really close friends and he's, yeah, he's just great at what he does. So he, he make and he makes it really safe to, to make all the mistakes in the world. I feel like he's literally the male version of me as a teacher of how I make people feel comfortable with their own insecurities. And that's another reason why I love this is about like it's insecurities and breaking that and like going after that is when I teach in um, vocals, it's very vulnerable, extremely vulnerable. And I make a safe space. And I feel like that's just reciprocated when I'm learning from him too. So I have somebody constantly on my back. And that's another reason why he's such a good teacher. And, and me as a vocal coach, too. I was like, did you do your vocal warm today? Okay, bye bye. You know, tell me, you know, th th this is your goals, right? Well, then why aren't you doing it? And the same with him is that um, he doesn't baby me, but he definitely pushes me to 
he, because he knows it's an insecurity of mine, especially when it comes to speaking. And I think I subconsciously do it. We digged into it on like why I always revert back to English because it's, Mm. it's new. Right. So I'm just going to be so transparent here is that like, it's super new. It's super uncomfortable. Um, when you, when I actually feel stupid and I think that's a, Mm. a big uh, thing that people can relate to is that, um, well, just speaking transparently, I had a really big attack on my intelligence, like growing up. And it was like a seed of like, oh, you're stupid. Maybe somebody told me that when I was little. And then it was just like different things that just watered that seed that turned to a big insecurity. I didn't end up taking my ACTs, SATs, nothing like that, because I'm stupid. I wouldn't get into a college like that. I went to a trade school I went to um, Los Angeles Film School in Hollywood for music production. Funnily enough, I got a 4.0 because because I'm interested. See, music comes so naturally to me. That was so easy. But when it came to like book smart, I always said, oh, I'm not book smart. I'm not book smart. I'm street smart. I'm not book smart. And um, he knows that about me. And something that we laid down from the foundation is like, listen, I have an attack. I had an attack on my intelligence. I'm breaking it. I know that I'm not stupid. I know. I know. I just may need some reminding sometimes. <laughs> and he does that for me. And um, because I I found, we did some digging is that um, the reason why, like, I'll probably start off in Spanish. I'll get really flustered here. Like, I literally feel the wheels turning in my head. It feels like, you know, those cartoons where the smoke is coming out like that. (laughs) It literally feels like that. And, and so then I'll just revert back to English. He said, well, why do we do that? And so I was like, okay, why do I do that? And then it got down to like, you know, like in answering that question. And I was like, well, why that? And I was like, okay, well that equals that to me. So then why that, (laughs) you know, like just kept digging deep and deep and deep. And then the seed of it was, I feel like if I can't communicate, then I won't be understood. And being understood is a really big, it's it's really important to me that when I communicate with people that I'm actually understood and not like just interpreted. So I realize subconsciously, mm-hmm. I revert to where I know I can communicate and be understood, which is English, which is so funny. Cause like saying it all out loud, I was like, well, well that doesn't necessarily equal that, you know? So I'm, I'm finding in this journey, like even more about myself and me as a person and me knowing how to communicate and, um, and yeah. And so, but finding all of those things is just, uh, it all helps the journey. It all helps my main goal of learning, of learning. And that's, that's what makes it fun because it's not just about the language it's me getting, I say, a journey back to my roots. Um, the title on my TikTok and the title on Instagram is like journey back to roots, not just the language itself, but it's the, the roots itself. My dad left Dominican Republic. My mom left the Philippines and it's a journey back there. Has learning a new language helped you in your native language? Has learning Spanish helped me with English? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I wouldn't necessarily say yes. Um, I would I would say that it's helped me notice that English is a really hard language um, and very complicated. And I and I big ups to people that are not native speakers that learn this language because it is a lot of rules. Like, yeah, no, no, yeah, 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 no. Like all of that means different things. Like, yeah, no means no no yeah means yeah like all of that stuff you know um and like the there there and there like all of that stuff it's I've noticed that English is oh I would consider a hard language to learn for non-native speakers just because of you know there's so many rules and silent letters and stuff like that I feel like Spanish is very straightforward um with with what it is and like Yeah. So I I wouldn't necessarily say that it's helped me with English. No. What are your goals or plans with the language? Um, Definitely to be able to communicate with my family (laughs) Um, more without using a translator Um, to have deep, meaningful because I, you know, I can get by, you know, it's just the 
you know, if I have to speak Spanish, I will, but it's very surface and I want to have deep intellectual conversations about life with my family. So that's a big goal. Also the goal of having my kids speak and be fluent and be bilingual. Also, um, to sing songs in Spanish, uh, to, uh, also create, um, music. I am a music artist, so I would love to dig into that part of my culture as well. You know, I think it's so dope. It's so dope being whatever you are. So be all of that with all of you. I think it's important. And so that's another big goal of mine to uh, sing songs in Spanish. Well, I can sing songs in Spanish. I mean, original songs in Spanish. And this is like one of my fun questions. Mm -hmm. I only have one. (laughs) (laughs) So what is your favorite word saying or phrase in the Dominican Spanish language and it doesn't even have to be your favorite it could be something you're always saying or oh whatever yeah oh okay something that I'm always saying and it's something that Ricky taught me is um okay there's 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 quite a few no no there's three um Dominican say heavy nice like meaning get heavy like uh like that's cool, like really cool, get heavy, nice, which is literally just English. And they spell it like J-E-V-I, which I think is so funny. And then nice is N-A-I-S. I think that's how you spell it. I thought, I thought it was so funny. And then tuta clara de huevo, like you write, like uh, you're, you're very, okay, let me, let me, <clears throat> let me say this properly. Translated to, <laughs> um, like you're so you're right, like as clear as like egg whites, basically. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then I think the other one is just the greeting, que lo que, que lo que, which is Dominican greeting, what, what translated directly to what is what, but just means what's up, what's good. Oh, okay, what's up? What's up? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's great. You told me your goals with the language. Do you have a goal for this year with the language? Like, where do you want to be or what do you want to accomplish just for this year? So for me, actually, um, my year comes up of learning on this journey comes up on May 10th. And so by May, I want to be unapologetically, like, confident in what I know I know, what I don't I don't. So mm. what I do know, I want to be confident and speak, right? Because for me, what we're talking about is is the speaking part. That's where that that insecurity comes in. Or not speaking it over myself, I'm breaking that insecurity, actively breaking that insecurity. And every single time I speak about it or go against the grain and actually speak in Spanish, it's breaking and breaking and breaking. Mm-hmm. So um, it would be to like what I know to... Uh, like actually add in conversation. I want to be, I, I, I won't be a hundred percent conversational, but I want to be like as much as I know conversational, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. From, from what I know, I want to like go back and forth confidently. <laughs> yeah. I think conversational. Cause I think it took my teacher, which gives me a lot of hope um, two years to be fluent And then it took him a Mm. lot longer to be conversational. But he said, if I keep going in the pace that I am, that I could beat him. So (laughs) that's the goal. I was like, I want to be possible, especially because I have actual, I think think a big part that plays in it is if you have these roots to utilize your family. And I think a lot of times, like the fam, I saw a TikTok today that like, um, (sighs) see, I think me as a teacher, I pay attention to words. I'm very, very particular with words and things being spoken to people and over people. Unfortunately, a lot of these hurtful words, uh, and I call them word curses or, you know, stuff like that come from the people closest to you, family members, friends, and they don't realize they might be joking. Uh, but again, Mm -hmm. it's that it develops that seed, it plants that seed 
of insecurity or it plants that seed of you're not good enough or it plants that seed that you're stupid and you won't be able to learn it, or you sound stupid whatever whatever the case may be it plants that seed even though it's played off as a joke mm. and then every single time you try it's like oh stop you sound you should just stop you should just stop speaking you should just stick to english it's like <laughs> it hurts yeah. so bad it hurts so yeah. bad and so um i saw a tiktok today where it was that exact thing of like the family members like, oh, you should stop. You should revert back to English. And then the girl was like blocking her ears. And she was just like proud of herself for learning the language and getting back to her roots anyway, regardless of what anybody was saying. And I related to it so much um, because my family, I'm blessed enough to have a family that is really supportive. And I've also made it very clear, like, don't make fun of me. Don't laugh at me if I make a mistake, because that's going to hurt me. <laughs> like, don't do that. I have to be very, I have to tell people because I'm done with the insecurities and I'm done with not feeling good enough. And I'm done. I'm just so done. <laughs> Woo! I'm so done with what society says that you are. And I just want to be me to the fullest. And I want to have freedom and just being me to the fullest and, and having room to be me. Um, so I say, don't make fun of me. Because that's going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> it's not going to change anything, but no, it's going to hurt my feelings. So please don't do that as I'm on this journey back to my roots, you know? So, mm. oh, I didn't know I was going to get emotional. <laughs> but I, I think I'm just really done with what anyone has to say. <laughs> and I want people to realize that their words hold weight and their words hold power especially family members and close friends. If you have a friend that wants to do something or pursue something, just support them. If you have nothing nice to say, really shut up, really shut up because it takes a lot to put yourself out there. It takes a lot to learn something at like an older age. You know, you said earlier that you were 33 and and you were just now learning something. And I'm like, no, you're not there. You're not too old. Like at all. I'm 25. Oh, no, sorry. I'm 26, but I was 25 when I started my journey. And there's this, uh, there's a 74-year-old who speaks, I think, 20-plus languages and, active, and, and didn't start his learning language journey till like, 40s or something like that. And I just think, that's incredible. That's incredible. I, I, I'm going to it tell is. the name, but he's really well-known, and that's, that's just so inspiring, you know? Like, that's like, you can be any age, and you can do whatever the flip you want to. Because that, yeah. Because you can. Because you can. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Very firm believer yep. in that. It's all about what you put your mind to. I know that's super cliche, but yeah. it's true. And if you have goals and you have, you know, a pathway of finding a way to do it, then you do it. Exactly. You know. Yeah. So exactly. So I. <laughs> I feel like I have more questions, but I feel like we already kind of answered them and I just don't want to be redundant with my questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so let the people know where they can find you, support you, what you got coming up. <laughs> let them know. Okay. Okay. Well, you can follow me at the raw sauce on all platforms at t-h-e-r-o-s-s-a-u-c-e at the raw sauce and um my language learning journey which i'm now comfortable well i am getting more comfortable uh posting that (laughs) so you can find that there i'm also um coming out with my debut ep i'm a music artist and my music is finally releasing. Oh, funny enough, I have a, a whole exclusive exclusive group called Los Fundadores, which means the founders. And that's another way to incorporate my culture inside of me as an artist. Um, so it's called Los Fundadores. You can follow it at Raw Sauce LF. The link is in my bio to be a member. Um, and yeah, yeah. So you can follow me on all platforms and ask me any questions and we can chit chat about anything. 
All right. Thank you so much, Aaron, for being a part of my podcast journey, for being a guest, for talking and being transparent. Absolutely. And just being very, very open about your journey and your history. Thank you so much. It was such an honor. I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been such an honor. I'm so excited. I'm really excited for how this turns out. I'm an honored guest just as much as you are happy to have me on here. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Insecurities About Language podcast. Please make sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And follow the podcast on Instagram at Insecurities About Language and say hi.